0: hello and welcome back to another episode of the genius podcast my name is karen doyle your host and founder of the genius project the genius project is an initiative for catholic women to support and resource you towards growth in all areas of life spiritual personal and professional if you'd like to find out about any of our initiatives you can visit our website at www.geniusproject.co if you enjoy this episode can i invite you to share the link with your friends and to come and follow us on instagram genius underscore project underscore daily and also subscribe to the genius project youtube channel now just a heads up over the last couple of weeks i have been hacked and the hacker has created absolute havoc on the genius project youtube channel they've taken the videos down and deleted a whole heap of subscribers so we're just building that back up now we need to upload all the videos again it's a real pain in the backside. so please pray for our mission and what we're doing here at the genius project to support catholic women now on this week's episode of the genius podcast i am joined by jess Skepis. jess is a very beautiful woman from melbourne here in australia and we're going to be talking around this topic of how to have meaningful friendships and connections. Well, Jess, welcome to the Genius Podcast. It's so wonderful to have you joining us today, all the way from Melbourne. I think only two weeks ago. Was it two weeks ago we were together in Melbourne? Yes. Two or three? Two weeks
1: ago. Two. Two, I think. I don't no, know.
0: <laughs> anyway, welcome to the genius podcast. We can share a little bit about that trip in a moment. You it's can. so good to have you with us. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. Ooh. Finally, it took us a few times, but we're here. I know like third time lucky we had the internet out one time and then I lost my voice and yeah anyway we're here and it's good and today we're going to be talking about this topic of friendship and not just friendship but meaningful connection and meaningful friendship and and sisterhood because it's such an important part of all of our lives like we are created in for relationships so we really crave and we are designed for relationship but you know as you know some women don't have that blessing in their life and we're just going to talk around this topic today but you and I both had a beautiful experience two weeks ago in Melbourne of catching up with each
1: other. We did. uh, It was so much fun. It was wonderful and a wonderful surprise for you and for us too. (laughs) I know. It was Oh, I tell you what, Jonathan, he's just amazing, Karen. Um, he's a good husband. <laughs> he, is, he is. We just, we, we, got a, um, we got emails and, you know, we um, tried to sort it all out. And, you know, we all, you know, we all love you so much. So we all wanted to make sure that we could be there. And, and it was wonderful. It was a wonderful couple of hours. It's never long enough because no. I feel like just as much as we started to get into some good conversation, we had to leave. But it's okay. We God bless us with that couple of hours. And it was yes. lovely to. Um, Fill the viewers in.
0: It was my, Jonathan, my 22nd wedding anniversary. And Jonathan surprised me with a trip to Melbourne. And at lunch, he organized for yourself and Alyssa, Roxanne, and Therese Nichols to surprise me in the hotel. And he sent us off to lunch together. It was such a beautiful gift. It was. it was. I was so, so surprised. I had absolutely no idea. So I didn't even know where we were going until I was sitting on the plane that morning, and it was just oh my gosh! It was so nice just to get away with him. But then the experience of connecting with you women oh, just filled my cup so much. It, it was, was really good,
1: special. yeah. And as for us as well, you know, we don't get a chance to obviously see you in person very much. So it was lovely to actually do that.
0: Yeah, it was really special. So let's give the viewers a little bit of background into, I guess, your story and how you and I came to meet each other. Would yeah. you fill us in on that?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, I grew up uh, a practicing Catholic. Um, I We would attend every weekend with my family. And I was seven years old when I was plucked out of the congregation um, by beautiful Sister Helen and asked to join the choir um and up until maybe two years ago three years ago I was actually still part of that choir in my old parish so a good good 30 years um but yeah you know I went to World Youth Day in 2005 in Cologne and that really um catapulted my faith I came back with just this eagerness and this absolute joy in my heart and this consolation. Um, and I, I just basically saw joy everywhere, um, which was, which was lovely. And I was holding on to that for quite a few years. Uh, and then I met my husband, well, my now husband, Phil. Um, and, you know, I guess I kind of moved away a little bit. I was still attending. Uh, we got married. And then I actually moved obviously out of home um, into, for, to, to a different suburb. I was still attending church, weekly, but then that kind of dropped off quite a lot once um our first child was born, Leah, uh eight years ago. Um, obviously first time mum, so that's challenging just to even get out of the door. Um yes. <laughs> so let alone even go in mass, you know, and you're just yeah. concerned about a crying baby and not knowing how to deal with it, you know, amongst all the other anxieties that you have about being a first time mum. And then uh, you know, Julia came along and then that was that was a struggle. Julia was um quite a hard, we had a first, first six months were quite challenging. She had some tummy issues and she wasn't feeding well and lots of sleepless nights and sore backs and things like that. But I just remember quite a significant moment. I was feeding her overnight, some stage. And I just remember looking, um, looking at her and just thinking, I love you, but I don't have that feeling, that feeling is missing. Um, and it, Kind of came to me that it was, I needed to get back to music ministry um, in a parish, not necessarily the one that I came from, but in a parish. And so I kind of made a bit of a resolution. Um, I'm like, right, I'm going to go down to my local, um, check it out. And I did. And they had a wonderful youth choir. Sorry, not youth, because I'm way past that stage. It was a young adults <laughs> choir, young <and laughs> the heart. youth choir, young at <laughs> heart. Young adult. I think I was, I think I was still a little bit too old for, but they let me in graciously anyway. Um, and then I started there and I I just knew I had that spark back. I knew that this is what God was calling me to do and to use my gifts and talents to his glory. And that was the way to do it. So that kind of got me back, um, going to church, you know, somewhat weekly. Um, and then they had a, um, like a, like a mentoring masterclass um, and I walked in and one of my beautiful friends, Alyssa, was sitting in the on the table and I had seen her face in a publication a couple of weeks before that. So I knew her face but I couldn't exactly pinpoint exactly where from. And then after the session she looked at me and she's like, did you go to this school? And I said, yes. And she's like, oh, my goodness, so did I. And then we just started talking. Um, and this was probably late 2019. Uh, so then, you know, we got home and we added each other on Facebook and we started all of that and we, we started talking. And the, good, the wonderful thing was that after my experience of World Youth Day in 2005 in Cologne, I went back to my old high school at an assembly and I spoke about my experience. Wow. Um, and she was sitting, she was a student at the time, and she was sitting there and she heard my speech and she told me that my speech is what made her want to go to Sydney World Youth Day. Wow and you know
0: many Gosh, years that's yeah. amazing and then all those years later reconnecting
1: yeah absolutely and you know and you never know if you're actually going to touch anyone when you mm. you know my words are actually going to yeah, yeah filter into anyone's heart or you know open up anyone's heart but obviously it did and obviously I didn't find out until many many years later uh when when we reconnected which was really special um and then beginning of 2020 um no one can forget that when covid um came and disrupted all of our lives and um and then through that I met um through Alyssa I met um the beautiful Roxanne and we started chatting you know about all the craziness and trying to get you know make sense of what was happening and all the lockdowns one of many in Melbourne um and yeah look we've kind of been inseparable ever since so it's a a wonderful deal we are, we do. We we come in three, we tell that to everybody. <laughs> if you want one of us, you've got to have all of us.
0: <laughs> which is great because it's just, oh my goodness, the chemistry between the three of you is something to behold and experience, which Von and I got to do when we hosted the Real Women Series in Canberra. The three of you flew up and each of you were guests on that program, which was beautiful. So it was lovely to have that time in the studio with each one of you but I thoroughly enjoyed last week just being around a table sharing life and I just got an insight into how much fun it would be to live in Melbourne with you three (laughs) it is great (laughs) we do we do love each other's company obviously
1: um but we have a
0: great time when we're together you do. But even more than that, what you've done for one another is to, I guess, deepen and draw one another into deeper relationship with Christ. And that has been one of the beautiful fruits of your friendship that each of you or three of you have deepened in your faith, in your Mm -hmm. faith walk, and also in your support of each other. And I guess also discovering a deeper sense of your own personal mission and purpose.
1: Yep, absolutely. Um, I can pretty much give you a timeline of, you know, when I met these beautiful women and the fruits of that friendship, Um, you know, obviously met Alyssa and then met Roxanne. Um, But then it was, I'd never picked up a rosary before I met Alyssa, you know, so there was that, I started praying the rosary. Um, And then, you know, we would talk every day. So all the struggles and things that we were having during COVID and during lockdowns and during homeschooling and, you know, working from home, which was everything was just disrupted in our worlds and we we would speak every day um, and we would just kind of guide each other through it and say, you know, we're praying for you and everything. But then, you know, so I started praying the rosary and then I would obviously start changing myself. I would have Christ at the centre of my day, um, the centre of my life more. And I guess COVID in a way was a bit of a blessing because I had time. I had extra time and I'd always wanted to I guess delve deeper into my faith. You know, it, uh, a primary school, secondary school faith um, formation probably wasn't very good. You know, it was very basic, you know, what you learn at, um, you know, in preparing for your sacrament and then in high school, look, let's face it, high school I think my RE class was either a bludge or we did meditation or something in BCE and it wasn't even anything remotely. To do with religion. No,
0: <laughs> and there's faith. actually not, is there? Like, I it's mean, not, more, more yeah. and more students are leaving Catholic schools without the faith. Yeah. And I think it's because we're not catechizing, we're not diving deep into this formation of what it means to flourish as a human person. Exactly. So
1: yeah. So I wanted that. Like my heart like I was I was thirsting for it. I was thirsting for scripture. Um, God to put it on my heart that it's like, I want you to learn more. So I did, you know, I found an old catechism, tiny little one, I think was in a World Youth Day pack, actually, that I opened up for the first time and I started reading and highlighting. I'm like, oh, wow, I had no idea about any of this stuff. And, you know, you start jumping on the internet and you start reading books and start reading, you know, um, stories about the saints and their lives. So previous to this time, I haven't done any of that, you know. So to have that, that, that distinct starting point, um, you know, when I met Alyssa and Roxanne, and then, you know, to now, that was a kind of the pivotal moment really, you know, and, you know, and then obviously you can't, um, the, the, the fruits that this actually does for the rest of the people around you, you know, my husband has come back to the faith, praise God, you know, and we're going to mass weekly as a family and my, I'm, you know, I'm teaching my girls who are eight and uh, Leah's eight and Julia's five, almost six, I'm teaching them about the faith, And, you know, I had a parent-teacher interview with Leah's uh, teacher yesterday, and one of the things that she actually said to me, she said her her faith, she said her knowledge of the faith and the saints, and, you know, even particularly Holy Week that just passed. She's like it was, She even had to look up something myself because I wasn't sure that she told me, you know, oh, this is something. She's like, oh, I'm not sure that's, you know, I didn't know that. So when sometimes you think that you're not doing anything right to have these little Bits of consolation and little bits, um, you know, of people telling you, you know, you are on the right track and you're doing this. But again, let's bring it back. None of this would have happened if I had it, if I don't if I didn't have those two beautiful women in my life, you know. And God obviously can foresee everything, and nothing is a coincidence. It's God places and does things in our lives on purpose. And I think He knew that we were going to need each other. We're going to have to rely on each other um, during COVID because it was. It was two years in Melbourne. We we went through it in for two years, I think what, six lockdowns or seven lockdowns. Well, you had um, the longest lockdowns in the
0: whole world. Yeah, so.
1: it was really, it was really crucial. tough. So as much of a blessing it was in that sense that I got to deepen my faith. It was also a blessing because I got to meet these beautiful women. That's probably one of the um one of the most wonderful things I think God has done um, in my life. Yeah. And I'm sure they'd say the same is to bring Praise us, God. bring us three together. Yeah, indeed.
0: Yeah. It's been such a beautiful fruit too. And just your commitment to one another has been
1: very, very beautiful. To it one. is. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think I can say that I've ever had this friendship feels different Yes, and it is different. And I think when you have Christ at the center of mm. a friendship, um, it, it It just automatically is different, you know, because you come at things and your struggles and the struggles that you bring, you know to our conversations, their advice that they give me is about our faith. You know, suffering, you know before I had my faith, suffering was just, oh gosh, you know, poor me, why is this happening to me? But when you add the Catholic aspect to it as well, you have a different view of suffering. And they're there to remind you of that, you know, and to help you with those struggles. And the friendships that I've had, previously, or even other friendships that I have now, you know, I still have, I'm still friends with, you know, high school girls and stuff, but it's just not the same. And my husband even says, he goes, your, that friendship is different. Even he notices that that friendship is different.
0: So let's talk about that for a a moment, because, I mean, let's go back for just a minute before we dive into that. There are so many women, and I do think that there is this real epidemic of loneliness in the world today. And I think there are so many women, I know this through sisterhood, who, like you said, they've never actually had these deep, meaningful connections and friendships Mm -hmm. with people. Um, I've been incredibly blessed in my life. I have to say, though, going through high school, I didn't. I had my cousin, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't until I came into this faith community as a young adult in college, where we set up a youth group, that I really started to develop and form those deep connections. And I'm still friends with a lot of those people today, actually. And You're right. There is a stand out quality. And I think when you have connections with other female friends, there's something that emerges out of friendship. And it's this deeper concept of sisterhood. It almost feels like this is a sibling relationship where you really have each other's back in a more intimate way. Mm -hmm. And you're fighting for each other, whether it's in prayer or just to support that person. And I think that's sort of the relationship that God's really calling us to and We spoke about this on the Real Women series, but Aristotle talks about these three different kinds of friendship. There's the friendship of utility, so someone that serves a purpose in your life for a time, and then he goes right up until the virtuous friendship, the friendship of the good. And that kind Mm -hmm. of friendship is the friendship that if you're on the receiving end of that, it's the other person just wanting your good for no other reason than they want to see you flourish. They're not in that relationship to get something out of it. And I think that's where that beautiful bond of sisterhood emerges, where we we enter into that friendship of the good, the virtuous Mm -hmm. friendship, where we really seek to place another
1: before ourselves and and seek their good. Absolutely. And that's 100% how it is with us as well. You know, um, we, there's no, you know, our friendship isn't surrounded about, you know, with gossip or anything like that. And it's just, you know, when we catch up, it's just, it is for each other. It's because we love each other's company. It's because we know that God put us together. And you know, we, whether we don't really know what He's planning for us as a group yet, um, we see little little bits and pieces that you know maybe God's calling us to something. And you know, we work through that together. And yeah, it's just we it, it, you know we we make an effort. You know, we've all got we've all got very busy schedules. You know, Alyssa uh, with her job at FIG Ministry, and then also you know with her um, her band. And her gig. so it's very hard to you know to find time there. And then you know I work four days a week, and Roxanne works part time as well. And then we have kids, and we have extracurricular activities, and and everything to do as well. But we we schedule in time. It's it's once a once a fortnight, once every three weeks. And if it goes beyond that, we're we're texting each other, and we're like, we need to catch up because yeah. you know um, our glass is is. <laughs> is dwindling oh, and we need and we need and we feel rejuvenated and yeah. that's a thing like you know, you feel your heart is full and your cup is full when we see each other um because it's yeah it, it's it's a wonderful thing and it's very hard to put into words actually what the feeling is after we do see each other but um yes. it's it's definitely something beautiful
0: but I think that if any our friendships and meaningful connections what we're actually encountering the thing that does fill our heart I think is that we're encountering something of the image and the presence of God, that we are created in relationship for relationship. And so it's a foretaste, I guess, of that connection that we also yearn for with the Lord and just that edification that happens. So just tell me, there's some people who, obviously through whether it's where they live, their physical location, or whether or not they've got certain wounds in their heart where they haven't experienced this deep sort of friendship that we're talking about what's some advice that you might give to someone who is in that position who perhaps hasn't experienced it but has this deep yearning like you did before you met these girls what are some of the things that women in this position could do
1: well I know for me um I just prayed a lot I just prayed that God would open a door any any door um and and I think for me, that was that you know yearning to go back into church and music ministry, and ultimately that's where I met Alyssa, and then obviously everything else flowed on from that. So number one, pray for it, and I guess just kind of keep your heart open um, to what the Holy Spirit is kind of wanting to share with you, and you know where um, He wants to lead you, and also the Sisterhood um, Conference, which you've just which has just passed as well. And unfortunately, we couldn't make it, but Alyssa was there. Um, You know, try and connect with people that way as well. And also I think your local parish, I think you can meet, I've met wonderful, many wonderful women and families there as well. Um, So, yeah, and I would just, you know, prayer groups. Uh, There's also, I think there's something running in Melbourne at the moment, some talks, you know, through uh, some convents that the nuns of certain convents that are putting on, you know, specifically for women great place to find like-minded women who love God who love the you know our, and you know want to imitate our lady and um, just want to just just want to deepen their faith and I think that's I think that's quite important I think you want to make sure that if you are yearning for that friendship to think about what do you actually want in a friendship as well you know and obviously if um, Christ is at the center of you then I think you obviously want people who are like-minded as well I think they're great they provide great opportunities I think for you to meet other people.
0: Yeah absolutely and sisterhood is a great movement for that reason because we have the national conference but we also do the regional retreats and then one of the beautiful fruits is these local connect groups so women Mm -hmm. no matter where they are they just need one other woman or they can contact the sisterhood movement and we can place them in a connect group where they can just meet with women and I know in my own life sometimes the women that you put in a group with aren't the women that you would naturally go and pick. Mm -hmm. But it's amazing Mm -hmm. how God just knows who we need and what we need at a particular season. And for myself, there's been seasons where I've been placed in groups with women who, you know, you might not naturally be drawn to, but who have become such solid friends. And and we shared some really beautiful experiences and, and being supportive of one another. Mm. So that's another one I really encourage women. We'll have a link in the show notes to the sisterhood groups because I think that it's a genuine challenge. And I think in a post-COVID world, I noticed, and I heard this at sisterhood, that women are really struggling to connect and to get back into that swing of making time for friendship or even like knowing where to go to meet Mm. people. So it's so
1: important. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And I think... We touched on this in um, Shalom as well, and I just like to draw in those three points that are needed for any meaningful friendship. Do you remember you mentioned those? Was it the three P's? Yes, it's are they the, the three ones? P's. I think I've got them written down here somewhere. They were, Karen. They were really good. Proxy, yeah, yeah.
1: Actually, but the three uh, things that you need for meaningful connection are yeah, proximity, presence, and persistence. Yeah. So you know we're um, praise God we're blessed that we all live within about twenty minutes of each other. Um, so that helps. Uh, you know, um, and when we're together, we we are present with each other, you know, and we're there for each other. We're not it's not the it's not that friendship where I don't know, you you catch up once every couple of months and then you go back and then you separate and you go back to your own lives and you never hear that person again until oh actually I haven't, you know, until you text them in a couple of months to, you know, want to catch up. This is we are present in our lives fully. Uh Fully, and we—they apart from my um, husband—they're the first people that I want to share any type of news with. If I'm struggling with something, I will speak to them and ask their advice and guidance. You know, whether it be motherhood or you know certain little you know little things in your marriage, kind of thing. Um, They're the people that I want to share my joys with. You know, and and when I do, they're they're just so happy. There's there's no jealousy. They are. Fully, one hundred percent happy for me, and I for them as well when they share wonderful news. Um, you know, and and persistence. Look, we definitely that's needed as well, but that just comes so easy for us. Uh, we just want to spend time with each other, so we put that very high up on our list to make sure that we actually do um, put in the time to, to to see each other. You know, and yeah, just because it just I don't know. It's just it's just wonderful when we do.
0: Yes. It's it's so important. And I think being aware of that, because you can live in cro- close proximity to people, but you can get so busy with your life that you don't see each other very often. Mm-hmm. And so I think you touched on this earlier. It's just about that intentionality, like carving out intentional time for friendship. And, you know, in our masterclass, we talk about, I guess, the different areas of women's lives that um, we we looked at this area of connection and, and mm-hmm. female friendship, relationship, just how important it is. We do enter a season as women where life does become busy. You add a couple of children or a career and it starts to snowball. And in that busyness, we can fall into the temptation of letting go of some of the things that don't seem that important, Mm -hmm. but actually have deep spiritual significance for us. And I think friendship is definitely one of those arenas, those areas of our life that we need to be really intentional about carving out. One other point that I'd like to make is sometimes if we really crave that sort of friendship and we can't find it, often say to people, what kind of friend would you like? And then go and be that kind of friend Mm -hmm. to others. And sort of looking at cultivating, I guess, the skills of friendship. Like how do you actually do friendship? What are those little things that build meaningful connection? And I'd be interested to hear from you, your thoughts. And what are some of the skills that you think are really important for those deep,
1: meaningful connections? Oh, goodness. Um, that's a bit of a tough one. I don't, I don't think I've ever, I've ever actually thought
0: <laughs> thought about that. You touched on it a couple of times that I picked up on it. One was around gossip. Yes. Like one of the skills is learning just to sometimes keep things in check and to hold someone else's confidence. Yeah. I, I think yeah. that's a very important skill.
1: Yeah, indeed. And, you know, I've definitely had friendships where um, the entire time we've been, you know, we've caught up is just, surra- you know, surrounding gossip. That's pretty much the entirety of it. And there comes a point, I think, in your life where you're like, or, or they're there and they're on their phone. They're constantly, you yes. know, checking their phone. I'm sitting right there or, you know, you actually, I, I run a phone call and I can hear that they're distracted because I can hear, you know, the keyboard. Um, mm. Someone's typing on the key. I know, I'm I hate like, that. Yeah, and, and, I'm, <laughs> and I'm just like, if you're going to call me and you want to speak to me, then perhaps maybe give, give me that time, you know, um, and I, I don't like this actually, this actually happened. I don't, I, I've always felt that um, it was like one of those diaries, diary things, or, you know, once a week or once a fortnight, call Jess just to check in and see how she's going. But I, I don't think there's, there was any depth to it either. It was just very shallow. How are you going? How's this? How's the work? Yeah, great. Okay, speak to you later. Bye. And I got to a point, I think, also where I was. It got a little bit frustrating and annoying because you know I could hear that that person wasn't actually paying attention, and I don't think very, cared very much about what I was going through or what I wanted to say because they were distracted, typing on a keyboard, or mm. you know, if I was face to face with them, they were touching their phone or checking their phone or you know scrolling through something, and I just would sit there and I would think. Well, yeah. why are we here then if you don't want to actually spend time with me and talk to me? Yeah. So definitely that. Um, you know, uh, anything else, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. Uh, I think one thing
0: that you girls are really good at is this meaningful conversation and it's sort of going below that surface level of like mm. you were saying, that superficial level of what's yep. happening, how's the weather, how yeah. are doing this? <laughs> They're like, how are you really going? Like yep. how's your faith? How are you growing in your faith this yep. week? Or what, book have you read or what revelation has God given you this week to help you grow and I think some of those questions like yes we all yearn to be seen known loved for who we are Mm -hmm. but I think that we can actually become bearers of Christ image in how we go out to others in Mm -hmm. friendship because it's very much that two-way street so I think one of the skills that women can grow in is learning to ask meaningful questions that lead to meaningful connection
1: Absolutely. I think for us, what was, um, I don't think we had, we were kind of just thrown into this situation in a way, you know, COVID was rife. um, No one knew what was going on. There was definitely lots of conversation about that. Um, But then it's our friendship started uh, very, you know, in a, in a very, very bad time, I suppose, for the world. And for what was happening. Um, So we very quickly, I think just didn't, we weren't never, I think, on that shallow level. I think um, very quickly we were diving straight into uh, some of these very the deep straight away because we our lives were just completely turned upside down, and so yeah. Um, and I, it, it's it stayed with us, you know. We we it's one of those friendships where you know when you just meet someone and you just know it just feels like you've been friends for your whole life. Yes, we've only known each other for well, a good three years. Uh, and we, you know, we, when we go to mass together and, you know, we, we know our, you know, our priests are our friends and they're like, you've only known each other for three years. They cannot believe, you know, because we've probably had a life, we fit a lifetime of friendship and packed it into three years. We know the ins and outs of our, of each other, you know, and like I said previously, we, they're the first people that I want to, that I want to speak to and, you know, and the gifts that they, and the way that they Speak and the and the way that they live out their faith is so inspiring. Roxanne has this amazing trust in the Lord, and that helps me. You know, she's uh, you know sold homes and didn't know couldn't find a rental, and she's like, "It's okay, God's got it. I trust in Him." And I just sit here going, "Man, freaking I would out. be freaking <laughs> out right now." She's like, "No, nope, I'm all good. God's going to provide. There's nothing that He can't do." And I'm like, "Wow that that." Deep trust, just it, it was there. And of course, God provided and they found something, you know. And then even when they had to buy their home, the same thing, you know, they were not nah, this isn't for us, this isn't for us, but I know God's got the right one for us and we're just gonna wait. And I'm just like, wow, like just just beautiful. And that obviously feeds into my life as well. Yeah, you know. Um, and it's then
0: edification.
1: Absolutely. I think
0: that's a very important element.
1: Yeah, of course. And Alyssa's the same, you know, she she has our dream job. We've always tell her that she works for, (laughs) for, 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 you know, for Catholic ministry, um, which is doing wonderful things. And she gets to travel and she gets to do all that stuff as well. But to see her bring that faith side into her, you know, this her secular world, which is, you know, her band, um, you know, as well. And it's, we've all been transformed and changed by each other. They would probably say that I sometimes perhaps say things that they wouldn't think of, you know, or maybe some mothering advice or something else, but we're always there and we're always bouncing things off each other. Um, You know, and again, it's, I'm going to bring it back to, it's the fact that it's for our ultimate good. Um, Everything is, you know, and it's what God, and we always remember that God has placed us together for a reason. And um, right now, this is that reason is to just, support each other. And then whatever comes in the future, so be it. But for now, we're just there for each other and supporting mm-hmm. each other and helping each other along along this journey.
0: Yeah, it's so good, yes. So lovely. And look, one thing that I really loved about your friendship, and you've mentioned this with Alyssa, just praying the rosary, that you'd never prayed the rosary before, sort of becoming friends yep. with these women. But the fruits of that in your life, in Roxanne's life, mm-hmm. um, have been incredible. Like both of your husbands came back to their faith. Through you, women praying the Rosary and being committed, and so you've transformed not only your marriage, your family, your home Mm -hmm. through that. So that's just so powerful. That's been a huge witness to me, actually.
1: Yeah, it's it's um, yeah, it's been lovely to watch. I didn't even know what a novena was. You know, I I knew my basic prayers, and you know that was it. But um, yeah, deep my prayer life definitely um. Got deeper and better as well, you know, Um, and yeah, it's just wonderful. God's timing is different to our timing, you know. Phil and I have been married for eleven years, and I could never get him. (laughs) I couldn't get him to Matts, but through um, seeing me deepen my faith and you know teaching our girls and obviously stir something in him and just and I think that he had to come to that himself, and I think Dennis as well, Roxanne's husband. You know, um, it's wonderful because. I guess, I suppose, through our witness and through the deepening of our faith, we've been able to bring our husbands, and even, you know, I've even, you know, perhaps brought other people um, back to the faith as well, which is, which is quite beautiful.
0: Yeah. And a big,
1: and obviously, ultimately, grace, grace from God. Yes. Yeah. So good. So,
0: Jess, I guess there's so many people out there who have not experienced or have been wounded in relationships. Mm. What's your advice, I guess, to them? some thoughts around how they can, some encouragement, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, life is tough and, you know, we all have our ups and downs um, and sometimes our hearts can be hardened when that happens. You know, um, it's very easy, I think, to just pull, put a wall up and not let anyone in, um, you know, but I think in particular through through Christ, that's where our, our healing comes from, but then to have these beautiful women surrounding you and around you um, I think that's when you know those you can chip away at the wall bit by bit you know and and break it down and you know uh, it it, look it takes a lot I suppose to trust people again and you know whatever people have been through but I definitely know that having um, strong faith-filled women in my life has helped with that and that's probably something
0: yeah yeah it does soften us doesn't it it does it does
1: yeah Yeah.
0: I think one of those keys is also vulnerability that when we're hurt we can make vows with ourselves that we'll never trust again like you mentioned or never sort of share deeply again but Brené Brown has this beautiful quote where she says vulnerability is the last thing I want you to see in me but it's the first thing I look for in you And when we actually, when we start to share more deeply, we give other people permission to do the same. And it's really through that vulnerability that we enter into those deeper relationships. Without vulnerability, we stay on that very superficial level.
1: Absolutely, I can I can tell you that um, there's been through through the last couple of years that we've known each other. I'm going to say COVID again because ultimately we were in COVID for two yes. of the three years that we've known each other. So that's where a lot of the things, a lot of the struggles, obviously happened. But my faith was was building and um, and getting deeper. And you know, obviously, the minute that that happens, enemy is always there to try and just come in there and and distract you or or put a barrier, you know, and there was, there was, I was, it was really tough for me because I had had to work from home. So I had no interaction with, you know, physical interaction with anybody. Um, My husband, praise be God, was able to continue working because he was in the building industry. Uh, so he would still get up in the morning and he would still go to work. He, his routine didn't change very much, but mine did. You know, and then I had to, now I was thrown into the depths of homeschooling and now, you know, I had to try and work and homeschool my child. And I was very blessed that I had help. I was still able to, you know, bring the younger one to my in-laws or my mum during the day. Uh, so I got a little bit there, but, you know, the the deeper I got the enemy was definitely throwing some big curveballs um, my way. And, you know, and I struggled a lot with the, with the scrolling and kind of getting my head into a lot of the I don't know the crazy stuff that was going out there about covid and things yeah. like that so that was really tough and that was putting a big wedge between myself and my husband as well he would you know I would he would come home and I would just oh I read about this and I saw this and this and that and he would he would kind of get a little bit annoyed because I suppose that's all he was hearing at work too so to yeah. come home where he wanted a break but then I hadn't spoken to anybody that day he was the first person that I saw walk in the door so yes. <laughs> I didn't so. have that interaction, that's right, so the poor thing I was kind of coming at him, and that was a big struggle for us uh, because um i I think I was looking for I was looking for connection in the wrong places, I was looking for connection on Instagram or Facebook and whatever was kind of throwing out at me. And obviously because of those algorithms, all I saw were those things that I was kind of looking. So there was no break from it. And, you know, the, the girls kind of helped. We all obviously had our really big things that we were all going through, I think, during that time, you know, and they, if it wasn't for them, you know, I, I could tell you that I'm, I'm pointing at my coffee table in the front room right now because I remember a moment where I just grabbed my rosary beads and fell down on my knees and did a whole rosary crying because, you know, I was going through something really tough back then, and I wasn't expecting this to happen either. So but, but um, you know, God through that, God definitely, um, and again, through the suffering, um, God just brings about, he'll never use anything for bad, he'll use something always for the good, and he'll always bring good out of something. And I really do believe that, you know, those incidents um, is basically what has strengthened my faith, and I think uh, strengthen my marriage as well um, and my friendships and there's no i I can tell you now that there's probably nothing that the world can throw at me that I know that I can't get through with the help of our Lord and the grace of our lady and my beautiful friends know that I've got their support just before Easter I had a really challenging time i'm I'm heavily involved in my in my local parish and I love it and I was prepping for all the Easter liturgies and Holy Week, and it was really stressful. I had Julia who was sick um, with the throat infection on antibiotics, and then I was sick as well. Um, but I was spending so much time there getting things ready, and I just I, the girls were, you know, calling me and asking me, "Are you okay? What can we do?" I'm like, "Thank you so much, but you know, it's nothing that you can do. I have to do this." And they would call me, and I I, I remember distinctly I spoke to and I'm like, "I don't know why the Lord is like. What God knew I had so much to do. Why?" did he make me sick? <laughs> why did he make Julia sick? And why is he packing just all this extra stuff on me right now when he knows I'm just so busy and I've just got so much to do. And she turned around and she said, because he wants you to trust him. And I'm like, hmm, yes, good point. Good point. <laughs> Thank you. But I, I, would, I would not have gotten that response from anybody else. Any other friendship that would have said, well, why don't you just turn around and tell him that you can't do it? Yeah. That you, you know, you quit, but she's like, no. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, good call. And Roxanne was the same. Um, I was she called me she's like how are you and I just you know vomited out a whole a whole reel <laughs> of what was going on yes I'm like this is going on and this is going on and she just and she said okay she said have you brought God into it and I said no I haven't and so no other friend would have called me and said that to me yes you know yeah. um and I was There's doing a boldness
0: there isn't there is there is when you have that is. closeness
1: yes you know and it's and and it it just they just made it sound so simple I'm like yes I've forgotten I've forgotten why I was doing this um and you know sorry but that's it yeah you just can you
0: just go back my silly phone I had turned it off but it just um that's okay can you say no one else yeah you wouldn't have got that response from
1: anyone else yeah I mean no other friendship uh let me say that again (laughs) Yeah. yeah so I would not have gotten that response from any other friend they would have all told me to give up and just tell them that you can't do it. But they were right there with me, even though they couldn't actually do the work for me. But I know that they were praying for me and we got through it and it was all fine. Uh, But to have that solidness um, and the fact that every single piece of advice that they give me is Christ-related.
0: Yes, it's It's always
1: pointing you back to Faith, absolutely, faith-related. And, you know, as Catholics, we're supposed to live out our faith. Not be the closet Catholics where, you know, our Catholic comes out Catholicism comes out on a Sunday when we go to mass and then it gets put away again, you know, we live it. And, um, and and that's what I love about it. And just one more point I want to make is that I am so emboldened now with my own faith, seeing these, you know, seeing Alyssa get up and talk, you know, at at conferences and at the sisterhood conference as well, Um, you know, and, and Roxanne, we went to dinner last week. And she was evangelizing to the waitress. <laughs> we just sat there, and it was the best thing ever. You know, what other dinner can you go to with some friends, and they're going to just grab a random person and just start talking about Jesus to them? That's you know, so cool. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not a. I wouldn't say that I was ashamed to talk about my faith. I was, and it was something that was very personal to me. Um, and I suppose I didn't really advertise it very much. But after meeting these women, I actually don't care anymore. And I will try as much as I can to bring Christ into any conversation um, probably still have to learn about a time and place. Um, but I'll, I sometimes I can go in guns are blazing just to, you know, talk about Jesus. So I'm just, I just, I just know that um, to have him in your life helps you with all the struggles that you have. He's the only one that can help you. Amen. Yeah.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, it's so beautiful to um, to have this time with you, Jess, this week. And I really, I wish I could rewind the clock two weeks ago because right now, two weeks ago, we were getting ready to have lunch together. We were actually, yes. (laughs) I just want to really encourage women that if they are struggling with friendship, if they are really experiencing those pangs of loneliness to get in touch with the sisterhood movement or local parish or see what retreats are happening because I think it's where it's when you connect in I guess that church setting that you instantly go to that deeper level and that's
1: what we're all craving and
0: such such a gift so it's so beautiful I'm so blessed to know you and and the girls down in Melbourne and thank you so much
1: oh that's okay Karen i just we can't wait to see you again in person
0: (laughs) it's so nice it's always edifying it
1: is it is thank you for having me on today
0: Ladies, if you are interested in finding out more about the Sisterhood Movement, can I invite you to visit our website, www.sisterhood.org.au. The Sisterhood Movement is a national Catholic women's movement here in Australia, and our heart is really to provide a point of connection for women so that they can enter into these deeper bonds of sisterhood with other women of all ages and stages in life and to grow in their faith and their personal vocation. If you are interested in finding about a Connect group in your area, you can come and send us an email at info at sisterhood.org.au and we'll get back to you about whether or not there's a group in your area or we do have starter packs to support you in starting a group. Until next week, ladies, have a beautiful week and God bless you.